Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer, and welcome to The Daily Punch. by Punchable News. It's Friday, May 20th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the latest on COVID funding and why it isn't happening. Number two, the New York State maps will be official today. And number three, House Dems push Schumer on prescription drugs and insulin. All right, let's get into it on this Happy Friday. Um, It's just me this morning. So the federal government has spent trillions of dollars responding to the COVID-19 pandemic, but now the congressional money spigot looks to be running dry. Senate Republicans blocked any action Thursday on a $48 billion bipartisan package to help restaurants, small business, gyms, and music venues still impacted by the pandemic. What's interesting here is only five Senate Republicans agreed to move forward with the debate on the package, despite the fact that the lead Democrat in the bill, Senator Ben Cardin of Maryland, offered to slash the cost of legislation by as much as half. This came just hours after the Senate cleared a $40 billion Ukraine aid package on an emergency basis. So it's not as if spending money is the issue here. It's what the White House and Democratic leaders want to spend it on. Senate Republicans have been opposed to a multi-billion dollar COVID preparatory funding package for probably over three months at this point, despite pleas from President Joe Biden and top administration health officials who say that the funding is needed desperately to replenish federal stockpiles of tests, therapeutics, and vaccines. And as we all know, the number of COVID infections has been soaring nationally thanks to Omicron variants recently. Republicans still have insisted that any new COVID package be fully offset. Now, it's not just that, of course. Republicans also want a vote authorizing the continued use of Title 42 public health authority to expel migrants at the U.S.-Mexico border. The CDC will end the use of that authority on Monday, despite complaints from GOP leaders and, as we have talked a ton on this podcast, from moderate Democrats that doing so will lead to a huge new surge in migrants. For Republicans, the Democrats' decision to jam through the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan in 2021 helps it off a huge spike in inflationary pressure leading to price hikes for food and fuel at levels not seen in four decades. Republicans also look at state governments teeming with tens of billions of dollars in surpluses as another reason to scale back on the federal relief efforts. We caught up with NRSC Chair Rick Scott, who said he's concerned about the deficit. We've spent a lot of money. Uh, I'm clearly interested in some very targeted help for people, Scott added. Our states have a lot of money. So again, echoing that kind of point that Republicans have been making over the past several weeks, that maybe federal funding isn't needed because there is so much of this money that's already there in the states. Still, faced with this overwhelming GOP intransience, Democrats on both sides of the Capitol are skeptical that another round of COVID relief will ever reach Biden's desk. Democrats aren't sure they'll ever be able to pass either the $10 billion that Senate Republicans have previously agreed to, fully offset, of course, or the $22.5 billion that Speaker Nancy Pelosi has sought for COVID prep. Some Democrats are blaming Pelosi for pulling the COVID prep funding from the $1.5 trillion omnibus package back in February. The reality, though, was that Pelosi couldn't pass the omnibus with the COVID money included with at least some of her Democrats revolting at how the funding was offset. 
Now they're in a new conundrum, though, of course. Democrats lack a must-pass vehicle to attach the COVID prep funding. And as we often talk about here, Congress rarely moves without a market-forcing mechanism. That helps explain why Pelosi and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer haven't been able to get it through Congress despite the pleas from the White House. Senate Democratic leadership wants the House to pass any COVID bill first, which again, complicates matters. Senior House Democrats are concerned because they're hearing from their most vulnerable rank and file that they won't vote for a COVID relief bill unless it includes a reinstatement of Title 42. This, of course, would trigger a huge ideological fight among House Democrats, the majority of whom oppose the use of Title 42 to reject migrant asylum claims, a process that began during the Trump administration. Some feel so strongly including the Congressional Progressive Caucus, that they've put out a statement. The CPC put out a statement Thursday saying they'll never vote for any bill to reinstate Title 42. So here's where the rubber meets the road. There's practically no chance the Senate will pass a COVID bill that doesn't include reinstating Title 42. Every Senate Republican will vote for it, as will a wide swath of Senate Democrats, and House Democratic leaders won't risk it either. So... We're more than two years into the pandemic. Congress seems as tired of COVID as the rest of the country is. There will still be billions of dollars, probably tens of billions of dollars, spent to deal with the long-term impact of the disease. But the likelihood of any new big COVID package being passed, minus a new wave this fall, is low, at least before the midterm elections. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. We have been spilling a lot of ink this week uh, on the New York congressional maps, which are expected to be released to a state court judge today. The special master tasked with redrawing New York's congressional and state Senate maps released a draft earlier this week, which has set off that political firestorm, which we've been talking about all week particularly in New York. This follows the 2020 census, and Democrats had hoped to add several new House members to their rank, despite the fact that New York overall was losing one seat. Instead, under the new special master, Democrats would likely lose at least one seat, while other Democratic districts have become even more competitive. Let's run through it quickly. DCCC Chair Sean Patrick Maloney has found himself in the midst of a huge controversy as he currently plans to run in a district held by first-term Representative Mondaire Jones, which has infuriated frontliners and others. Then there's Representatives Jerry Nadler and Carolyn Maloney, who would face off in an unprecedented campaign between two full House committee chairs. House Democratic Caucus Chair Hakeem Jeffries has been complaining this week that the map would hurt black voters. Jeffries is dumping tens of thousands of dollars into an ad campaign against them. This is not only just a test for, you know, who's going to run where, but it really is a test for Jeffries. Um, You know, when you think about it, this is going to be something where people are looking to him to see how he is going to lead how he's going to take this member-on-member fight between Sean Patrick Maloney and Mondaire Jones uh, and some of the other members of the CBC and find a pathway forward. So that is something to be watching here in the next coming days and weeks. It's one of the third story of the morning here for us. What they're pushing. House Democrats are pushing Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer on prescription drugs and insulin. 
Pennsylvania Representative Susan Wild is leading a letter from 20 embattled House Democrats urging Schumer and Finance Committee Chair Ron Wyden to pass a reconciliation bill that would provide meaningful relief to those who rely on life-saving prescription drugs. We've got the letter in this morning's AM newsletter, so I check that out when you can. But let's talk about why this matters. A few observations from this letter. Number one, the group is making the explicit argument that all 50 Senate Democrats agree on that means Schumer should move on this ASAP, i.e., there's 50 Senate Democrats. Let's go, people. The, the We often talk about the frustration between the Senate and the House and the fact that the Senate moves so slowly compared to the House. Uh, this is that frustration put down in words. Plus, these Democrats say that they are from the most competitive districts in America. Another plain nod to the political dynamics here. Frontliners have been complaining of late that the Democratic leadership in the House is not giving them enough politi- politically salient bills to vote on. That frustration is now bubbling out of the House into the Senate. All right. And with that, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Leave us a rating and review. It's the best way for folks to find out about the Daily Punch. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.